we are, Doodle Bible School. Making sure I got all my stuff together. How's it where you're at? It's wet. Like raining cats and dogs. You ever wonder why they even say that? I've never seen a cat or a dog rain out of the sky, have you? I've seen a cat fall off a tree one time, but raining cats and dogs. Went down to feed the chickens just a moment ago, got my foot wet. <laughs> well, let me see if I can show you. I got these old farmer boots, and look. I don't know why I expected them to keep the water out. I mean, you can tell. They're pretty ragged. <laughs> but here we are, Doodle Bible School. It's you. It's me. Together. Wee-wee. That one didn't rhyme quite as good as I expected. But anyhow, here we go. You ready? All right. When we deal with basic Bible, uh, it's great for all these things, but we're dealing specifically with generally Genesis. Genesis in general. And I don't know. Have you been with me for the whole ride? If you have. You might be saying to yourself, are we ever going to study another book? <laughs> I mean, we've been in this thing for almost a year now, but uh, we're approaching the end. We're in chapter 45. There's 50 chapters, so you do the math. <laughs> it won't be long. Uh, generally, Genesis. All right, here we go. Segment number one, you know the drill. Here we go. We're going to do the doodles. So there's the doodle. Come on, there it is. It doodleated. All right, everybody get your doodleated and your doodle. And we're going to doodle. <clears throat> That one didn't want to come off. All right, everybody ready? Here's what we got by way of review. Boys, everybody's sluggish this morning. It's rainy and nobody wants to move and my computer's slow. 40, 41. Here's where we pick up with the camels. Remember, the four is the camel. All right, we're into chapter 45. Let's blow that thing up so you can see exactly what's happening here. Remember what you do with the camel? Flip them upside down. That's where you get your four. That's okay. I hear wah, wah. All right. The camel's speaking in this particular chapter. <laughs> no, he's not. There is a donkey that talks in the Bible. Did you know that one? But this camel does not talk. The camel is supposed to represent the brothers that are coming to Egypt. And guess what's going to happen in chapter 45? Yep. Joseph, that's what represents Joseph, the coat of many colors. It's torn down here and all that. Yeah. Well, the brothers are going to say, Joseph, alive? What? <laughs> that's what that's supposed to represent. Joseph's alive. He's going to reveal himself uh, to his brothers, his true identity to his brothers. All right, guys, here we go. Now, you know me. I'm not good with these camels, but uh, we'll do our best. Come up here with a funky little head. <laughs> there you go. Don't forget his little tail there. That looks like a turtle with long legs. <laughs> this is supposed to be his sack, remember? that uh, they store all the stuff in. Give them an eyeball. <laughs> all right, now I'm going to show you how to do the five. Remember what we did with squaring things off? You just kind of make your five, right? All right, now square it off, or you can bubble it off, whatever you want. Let's bubble it this time. Let's square it off. We're going to bubble this one. I kind of like bubbles. See how you can kind of round it off like that? All right, and then you take out the middle like that. All right. Except what I did here is I didn't leave myself enough for the word bubble. So I'm going to go back and I'm going to take this out too because I didn't, that was bad of me. We're going to have to make it a little thinner because this is supposed to be a word bubble that's coming from the camel. <laughs> Remember? And I don't know, do you even have enough space left to draw the little shirt? Oops, he didn't give him an arm over there. <laughs> Joseph's not going to like Oh, he doesn't have a head because he's not in it. Oh, dear. Anyhow, there's your little shirt <laughs> and question mark, exclamation point. Because what's happening in this particular chapter, boy, it's a sad camel. <laughs> Maybe if I give him another leg over here. 
Would that help? It didn't hurt. <laughs> I'm not sure. You, I don't know if this camel's got anybody that can help him. Anyhow, 45. Remember, flop the camel upside down, you got the four. And the five is the word bubble. And it's Joseph's alive? What? Okay. <laughs> I'm ashamed to even put that one up there for very long. I guess I'll have to, though, because you're using yours. I'll have to use mine. I hope you did better than that. that that's pitiful. All right. So, chapter 45, Joseph's. Joseph's. What's that even supposed to? Joseph reveals his identity to his brothers. I don't know why I've even got that up there, guys. I'm sorry. There's no S here. Just forget the S, okay? It's just Joseph reveals his identity to his brothers. <laughs> Joseph's. What was that even about? I don't know. Anyhow, Joseph reveals his identity to his brothers. So here's his brothers. <laughs> They're camels. Now, remember the, the camels. Remember every time before, you guys know this, the camel represents the brothers who are making their trip to Egypt, you know, and then they come back, and then the cup gets put in Benjamin's sack. Well, anyhow, that represents the brothers. And then they're saying, what? Joseph's alive? There you go. <laughs> That's a sad camel. <laughs> oh, dear. Here, to take your mind off of it, let's just ask what world will ask on the final test. I bet you guys can't even guess. What is the theme of Genesis 45? You probably didn't even know he was going to say that, did you? <laughs> it says it every time. And can you doodle the picture? Well, if you do, make sure you draw your mom or your dad a better camel than that, or they may fail you. Because that's a sad camel. <laughs> okay, let's be silly. <coughs> There's my buddy. Why was the... Oh, dear, it's blocking the words. Sorry, sad camel, you got to go. <laughs> I was hoping for a good excuse to get rid of him, because I was kind of embarrassed he was even up there. All right. Why was the jack-o'-lantern such a coward? I don't know what season it is when you're watching this, if you're watching it as a recording, but those of us who are watching it live, because I'm recording it live right now, even though it's raining outside, I'm inside. <laughs> it's live and it's cold and it's fall and it's time to put the pumpkins on the front porch. They call them jack-o'-lanterns when you carve them out. Did you know that? How about that? Anyhow, what? Uh, why was it that the jack-o'-lantern jack was such a coward? You ever wonder about that? The cowardly jack-o'-lantern? Well, it was because he didn't have any guts. <laughs> I gotta be honest. When I carved my first pumpkin, and we had to reach down there, my dad made me do it. Had to reach down there and get all that stuff. Oh, that was gross. That's <laughs> stringy and all the seeds and they're slimy. <laughs> That's the guts of the pumpkin. So why was the jack-o'-lantern a coward? Because he had no guts. Because look, there's nothing in there. They took it all out so that you could put the candle in there to make his eyes shine through. <laughs> Oh, dear. All right, segment number two. As we move along, we're going to make a memory. Put it right there in the old head and say, don't you forget it. So there we go. You ready? Let's do it. All right. As we make a memory, we will turn ourselves to this memory verse. And Joseph said, now, it's really easy. See, Joseph says to Mrs. Joseph, we can do this. Mrs. Joseph says, I don't know if I can. But Joseph said, yeah, you got it. All you got to do is say each line five times. First line, and Joseph said, and Joseph said, and Joseph said, and Joseph said, and Joseph said. You know, I always do it with the first line. Why don't we do it with the last line? At his presence, at his presence, at his presence, at his presence, at his presence. <laughs> now we know both lines, the first and the last. If we can only memorize the 37 verses in between. <laughs> not verses, lines, and there's not 37, but don't worry about it. And Joseph said, at his presence. 
I've got the first and the last line. How about you? All you got to do, say each line five times. That's all you got to do, guys. Now, if that doesn't work, another thing you can do is you can leave out key words. See what I'm saying? And then try to repeat it that way. I know this one. And Joseph said, at his presence. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So that you can do that. See? She's still a little intimidated. I just don't know if I can, Joseph. Joseph says, come on, sweetheart. It's not that big a deal. You can do this. And Joseph said. See, he said it to her. And Joseph said, but that's not even in the story right now. At his presence. Okay. So, if I were to test you over segment number two, I would ask you these questions. What did Joseph ask his brothers when he revealed his identity to them? Oh, we didn't read the whole memory verse. It's in there. You better go back. You want me to take you back? Ready? Here it is. <laughs> you can't even say it in that because I got the blanks in there. You have to look it up yourself. Because I'm moving on, guys. I'm moving on. I told you. I'm moving on. So, what did Joseph ask his brothers when he revealed his identity to them? Can you quote the memory verse? At his presence. That's the way it ends. I know that part. <laughs> Let's be silly. <clears throat> I heard my buddy. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Another silly. I know, man. You love them, don't you? You really need to watch the calories. You're starting to put on a little weight there. You're getting a little kind of hefty. <laughs> okay, here we go, silliness. Silly says this. What did the hawk say when it fell off the branch? <laughs> you got two hawks that are sitting on the branch. One's talking to the other. The other just... <laughs> That'd be kind of funny to see, wouldn't it? What did the hawk say when he fell off the branch? He said, well, that was awkward. <laughs> Not awkward. It was awkward because hawks shouldn't fall off the branch. Did you guys see the little hawk go through? I'll show you again just because I love to watch it. Are you ready? Now, pay attention. He's going to come from here, and he's going to go up there. You're going to want to look at the word bubble, with, but you already know what's in the word bubble. Watch for the hawk. Here he goes. There he is. There he is. Watch him. He's going. See you, Hawk. <laughs> well, that was awkward. <laughs> Hi, Trish. Trish is watching me. Good to see you. Give my love to all those kids. Awkward. Yeah, it's awkward. <laughs> oh, she's up there in Pennsylvania. I love her. She's like family. We actually, she lived with us for a while. I just love her so much. Anyhow, ponder a passage. See my bud, uh, buddy there? He's pondering. Actually, he's a humming. He's, he's wondering what's going on as he ponders beside the pond. <laughs> so he's pondering a passage beside the pond saying, hum. <laughs> okay, here we go. <clears throat> so as we ponder a passage, we come upon this passage to ponder. So Joseph said to his brothers, come near to me, please. And they came near. Now remember, up to this point, they don't know who this guy is. They're just intimidated because remember, they've been down there. This is their second trip now. And the first trip, they had to leave the brother behind because they got set up. You remember that? And then the second trip, it sounds like they got to leave their little brother behind because, it, anyhow, it, it, it's it's pretty sad. And uh, so whatever takes place is going to be happy from now on. <laughs> Are you ready? So Joseph said to his brothers, come near to me, please. And they came near, and he said, I am your brother Joseph. And you got to know at that moment they're thinking, what? 
because you know the Egyptians they did a they did all kinds of different stuff. Remember they kind of shaved their heads and all that stuff. And so he probably didn't look a thing like. And by his way, it's been what like thirteen years or something like that. So he's done a lot of growing up and blah blah blah. I am your brother Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. And now, do not be distressed or angry with yourselves because you sold me here, for God sent me before you to, to preserve life. Don't be angry with yourselves. They're probably not angry with themselves right now. They're probably scared to death. <laughs> all those years ago, we sold you, and you went to Egypt, and now you're becoming like the second command over all of Egypt. This is not a good moment for us, you know? If you're going to get revenge, now's the time you could do that. But Joseph said, no, 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 don't worry about that. And the reason is because God's the one who sent me down here. Now, this is one of those situations where God can use a really bad thing to turn it into something really good. God was not happy that the brothers mistreated Joseph. Okay, That's not what's happening here. But because the brothers mistreated Joseph, God could take that situation, turn it into a good thing, and use it to preserve the life of his family in the future. Whereas now he's like second in command over Egypt. He's got to bring his dad down there and all their stuff and everything. And if Joseph hadn't been down there, he wouldn't have been in a position to do that, right? <clears throat> and God sent me before you to preserve you for a remnant on earth and to keep alive for you many survivors. So it was not you who sent me here, but God. He has made me a father to Pharaoh. That's a kind of funny way of putting it. And we don't really know a lot of information. So it could be that Joseph's just a lot older than him, and so he's kind of like one of his advisors, chief advisor, and, and that kind of a thing. Or it can be just simply that he is a has a, a paternal, pastoral, uh, let's see, what that's, those words are big. Uh, he's kind of like the person who takes charge, like a father in the house, whenever a light bulb goes out or the or the water freezes up in the winter, or somebody's got to change the oil. You know, the father, he steps in, he takes care of this. Somebody, there's a bump in the night. And what's that? Who gets up to check that out? It's generally the father, right? Well, Joseph's kind of in that position with Pharaoh. He's the guy who's in charge. He takes care of all the stuff that Pharaoh has going. And the Lord of his house and ruler over all the land of Egypt. Hurry and go up to my father and say, Thus says your son Joseph, God has made me Lord of all Egypt. Come down to me. Do not tarry. Can you imagine what they're thinking at this point? Can you imagine what his daddy, Jacob's going to be thinking? What? All these years and I thought my son was dead? What? He's not only alive, he's like the ruler of Egypt? What? You know, he's going to be terribly surprised. You shall dwell in the land of Goshen. They tell me that was a really rich land. And the, the folks are going to love it there. And, and Goshen, that's part of Egypt. And you shall be near me, and you and your children and your children's children and your flocks and your herds and all that you have. So Joseph's excited. He just can't hardly believe it. And he's going to call them in. Now, prior to this, if you saw earlier, uh, Joseph is going to be very weepy. He's going to cry again. And he's going to send everybody out of the room except him and his brothers. And then he's going to tell them this stuff. But there's the underlying stuff. That's going to be the five questions. Here's your little clue up here to remember what the chapter's all about. All right, you got that? So, if we were to give you a test prep to prepare for the final test, here is what you would have. How did Joseph say his brothers should feel about selling him? You guys need to feel bad, because I'm going to get you. No, that's not what he said, remember? And who did Joseph say was actually the one to send him to Egypt? Not his brothers, somebody else. Uh, Joseph said there would be how many more years of famine? Oh, we didn't read that. But anyhow, you'll see it. 
Read for yourself. You got all those? All right, moving on. <clears throat> what did the alpaca say when he invited a friend to go to a picnic? <laughs> that sounds like a rather interesting picnic. One alpaca talking to another alpaca, and he says, Hey, my friend alpaca, let's go to a picnic. <laughs> so what did one alpaca say to the other alpaca when he invited him to a picnic? He said, alpaca the lunch. <laughs> he must have been Italian. Alpaca the lunch. <laughs> That's actually a pretty good one. Most of the ones I tell are pretty lame. But this one here is worth writing down. Use it with your friends. They will giggle. <laughs> oh, dear. Segment number four, moving right along. What we're going to say here is apply the why. Doing, 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 doing. We're going to apply the why. Why do we even want to study chapter 45? Well, I'm going to tell you. In chapter 45, we have a lot of stuff that's really cool. But I saw one little area that really kind of stood out to me. Come down here to me. Do not tear it. You shall dwell in the land of Goshen, and you shall be near me. Go Joseph just couldn't hardly wait to get his daddy down there and all of his people down there. It's going to be like a big family reunion, you know. They're going to survive the famine together. and it, 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 He just can't hardly wait, you know. And he said, look, you move down here, and I'm going to put you into some of the best land we got, and you're going to be near me. Did you ever wish that some of your family members could live closer to you? I mentioned Trish a minute ago. I'd love it if we could live closer so I could see her and all those kids running around her house. And I get, I'd get i love that, but we're a long way away. And one of these days, I hope to make a trip up to Pennsylvania and get to see them. But, you know, did you ever wish that your family members lived closer? I do. Why is it nice to have family that lives close by? Now, Trish doesn't live close by, but my mom and dad do. My mom and dad moved here from Kentucky after living all over the place. They eventually moved here from Kentucky, and we built them a little cabin right next to our house. I mean, it's just right, right over there. I mean, six, probably 10, 11 steps, and I can be at my mom and dad's cabin from my door. And I love having them close, especially when we got to borrow toilet paper or <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Trish says that would be so awesome. Wouldn't it, Trish? That'd be fun to live close together, wouldn't it? One day we'll all get together in heaven and we won't have to move again. How about that one? So there's the question that you're going to have to answer on your little thingamajigging. Why is it nice to have family who live close by? All right, watch it. I told you. Yeah, There it is. Look, I told you that would be the question. And there it is. Just a short answer. You don't need to write me a big novel or nothing. <laughs> there he is, Furball the friend who doesn't like me. Who won the skeleton contest? There's a, there's a contest of skeletons. And all these skeletons, they're in this contest. Who won? Nobody. <laughs> Nobody won because he has no body. Get it? No body. You can tell. <laughs> Did I use that last time? <laughs> I'm thinking, I might have already used that one. If I did, I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's such a good one. <laughs> oh boy. Segment number five, this is where we come to the El Conclusiano. And this lady, she can't hardly wait. <laughs> All right, here are your questions. We're into test 42. And uh, there's all of them. There's, there they are, guys. Go ahead and screenshot that. <laughs> 
You can do this. I know you can. I know you can because I believe in you. You can do this. So you just move through them. There's 10 questions. And, there, and by the way, write me and let me know how you do. <laughs> I'd love to hear from you.